0: Jackie and I chose this psalm that we just heard read over a month ago. There are traditionally four passages for each Sunday in the lectionary, which is just a fancy word for a calendar that divides up the Bible so that eventually all scriptures will be read. Today's lectionary included a passage in Isaiah, which is justice heavy, which would be a familiar one for us here at Middle And also the gospel story of Jesus' baptism. But for whatever reason, we gravitated towards this passage about God's voice. As such, I truly can't believe how spot on it is with what has happened in the world just this past week. When we think about the fires in Korea and in Australia, and the earthquakes in Puerto Rico. While FEMA funds are being cut and moved to build a border wall. With missiles flying and the passage today, the voice of the Lord is over the waters, full of majesty, breaking the cedars. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames and shakes the wilderness. The voice of the Lord is a complex sermon topic. Have you ever heard the voice of the Lord? I mean like really heard the voice of the Lord. How would you know? What do we know about God speaking? We know that there are several times in the Bible, around 25 to be exact, that God speaks to someone the first time in Genesis Where God speaks to Adam and Eve in the garden. But that's the Bible. Does God still speak today? Have you ever heard God's voice? My mom has. Now my mom is a storyteller. She's a writer. But she's also a straight shooting, no BS type of person. So imagine my surprise when she says... Oh, there is one time that I have absolutely audibly heard God's voice. She was sick. Very sick. She had gotten pertussis, commonly known as whooping cough. And had given it to her four-year-old and her, get this, three-month-old baby. Her husband, my father, had left just days before for a medical trip to Brazil So if you're counting, that's as sick as a dog mother with a three-month-old in the hospital with a four-year-old with life threatening diseases with a partner across the globe. Guarantee I was not helpful. So she laid in her bed and prayed. And she heard God, she says. What did she say? I asked. Call everyone you know... For help. (laughs) If my mom were here right now, she would tell that story exactly that way because she heard God say that to her. Do I believe it? I mean, it's quite practical advice. And my brother is living today because my mom called for help. (laughs) But yeah. And only my mom will know exactly what she heard there lying. If I am to stand here and say that I don't believe that she heard God, aren't I also saying something about my ability to govern God's power and potential? I don't think I want to be in the business of doing that. So, does God speak to us directly? How do we hear God's voice today? This voice that the psalmist tells us is over the waters over the fires, over the floods? And even if we can hear God's voice, does it have any good word for us today? Us in our state of earthly corrosion and moral corruption. Our world is dark in many ways. I don't need to go through that list with you all. But maybe... You should go through your list. Maybe I should go through my list. Where, as our mentor Ruby Sales says, where does it hurt? I'm going to ask you to do something with me that's a little different for a sermon, but I know you can do it. I want you to get comfortable again, like we did moments ago. Turn off the clock, turn off the phone, turn off your to-do list. Don't even think about how beautiful it is outside. And I want you to close your eyes, or otherwise situate yourself, so that you can be silent and focus. And I'm going to ask you two questions. And after each question, we will sit and reflect and listen in silence. Here's the first question. Where are you not okay? Where is the world not okay? come out of your thinking? Were you able to answer those questions? Did anything come to mind some way that you or some way that the world is not okay? If you were, if anything came to mind, I want to tell you today that that is exactly how we know that God is still speaking. That's how we hear God. Our discontent with our not okayness of the world, of the fires, burning animals and natural resources of a government distracting us from a climate crisis by waging war. You being able to call up within yourself and name and not be okay with those things that we know are against God's will. Is God still speaking? That's God stirring in our souls a disconnect. The absence of our internal and collective peace and us being able to recognize that absence is God's voice. Frederick Buechner says it another way, part of the inner world of everyone is a sense of unease. And I believe that in itself is a word from God. That this is the sound of God's voice makes in a world that has explained God away. God speaks to us in God's absences. And then in those absences, in those things that we conjured up during our silence, in those disconnects, in those uneasy places that we can name, what do we do? It's there that the spirit can work with us to impact change, to bother us enough to stir up some good trouble, to organize a peace vigil, to speak out against the larger disconnects that we see within the world. So I ask again, have you ever heard God's voice? I have. On Friday, I heard it chanting with a 100 women in front of the courthouse. As Harvey Weinstein was on trial. And it's not my fault. Not what I wore or how I dressed. God's voice. God's voice showing up in the absence of justice in rape culture. And some people doing something about it. I heard it watching Genesis B and Jackie Lewis live streamed from Iowa with our partners at Vote Common Good this week. God's voice. God's voice showing up in the absence of moral values that translate to the majority of Americans in the voting booth. And some people doing something about it. I heard it last night listening to my husband's amateur improv performance. A side gig he picked up after the sudden loss of his mother. The absence of peace within his own soul was actually God speaking and moving him to respond in a new way. On Monday night, middle organized and hosted A peace vigil. Many of you were here. Many of you helped and prayed. We came together to pray dangerously against rising militarism and violence all across the globe. I heard God's voice in the chorus that we sang together that night. All we are asking is to give peace a chance. All we are saying is give peace a chance. We sang it over and over again as we moved from the sanctuary to the front steps with our candles raised, singing it so many times that the chorus itself transcended us to a different space. The absence of peace is God still speaking. But that wasn't the only time I really heard God's voice on Monday night. See, mom, I heard it too. I heard it from my friend Ashley. Ashley, who I met on Instagram. It's true. You can meet people on the Internet in not creepy ways. (laughs) Ashley was mesmerized by seeing our daughter Skylar, Two years ago, marched down Fifth Avenue with a little sign around her neck that said, I marched before I walked. She found me online so she could send me photos and we've been kindred spirits ever since. She saw that we were organizing a peace vigil on Monday night. So she left work early in New Jersey and came to Middle where actually we met for the first time in person. In my rapid response organizing, And because of the state of our city, none of the eight-plus rabbis that I'd asked to be part of our interfaith prayer were able to commit. So during our interfaith prayer, a Jewish voice was glaringly missing. But as we move to the steps singing, all we are saying... Is give peace a chance with our candles raised. Ashley whispered in my ear, if you ever need a Jewish voice, I can do it. Actually, I do. I need one right now. Will you pray on the steps for us when we get outside? Yes. Ashley said, I will. And then Ashley prayed on the front steps of Second Avenue, a beautiful prayer for peace in Hebrew. And added to the cloud of witnesses calling for peace that night. Where is the voice of God today? How do we hear it? How do we discern it? We hear it in the lacking, in the absences. We hear it when we're able to recognize a disconnect and in the way that we are not okay with how the world is and in various times and ebb and flows in our own lives. Yes, I heard God's voice on Monday night audibly in a place that was wholly unlikely to me but 100% likely to God. Thomas Merton tells us that perhaps there is a higher kind of listening which is not an attentiveness to some special wavelength but a general emptiness that waits to realize the fullness of the message of God within its own apparent void. The voice of God is over the waters. The voice of God is holy splendor. The voice of God is full of majesty. The voice of God breaks the cedars. And I'll add to that refrain, a little trick Wesley taught me to do, that the voice of God is in the absence of peace. The voice of God is in our trying to move through our grief. The voice of God tells us to call everyone we know for help when we need help. The voice of God is in the disconnect between the way things are and God's dreams for the world. And the voice of God is how we respond to that disconnect. Which is actually, if you think about it, what living is all about. Listen. Have you ever heard God's voice. Oh, she's still speaking. How do we know? Because you're here. You sense something. And because we can say together that we know that this world is not yet what it can be. And as the psalmist closes the verse, so I will close here. May the Lord give strength to God's people. May the Lord bless God's people with peace. May it be so. Amen.